Hello, screeders. I got lots of different topics. I got some different types of stuff for this show in mind, and I'm bringing it all out to you. I really am curious to know uh, some answers to these topics, so if you get some opportunities, I'd love to have you call in. Is it necessary to call in? Hmm. No, of course not. It's necessary to listen. Wait, no, no, it's not necessary to listen either. I would be curious to find out what you guys feel like the value of random screed is. I think I have some advice. Uh, for me, I know it's a personal journey that I can go back to and it has been documented and I don't have to type a lot or write a lot, uh, but it still is a look into my soul. And for me, that has value. Does it have value for you? I don't know. But I do know that today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2019. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Hey, Jason, this is Carl. I've been neglectful of my call-ins, so I wanted to chime in say hi. Um, it was fun playing Hyperborea this past Saturday, and it actually has been fun, and the, one of the real reason I wanted to call is to thank you for all the pointers and tips in trying to get the Broken Lands game that I'm running um, on Roll20. It's been really fun, and um, all your input has been great, and I think I'm getting the hang of it. Um, but I always appreciate the feedback. Um, let's hope that uh, Ali becomes a warlord. And there you go, Carl Rodriguez. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for calling in, my man. Uh, I'm happy to play the game. I'm happy to try and give advice. Sometimes I wonder if... I don't even know if wonder is the right word. Sometimes I wish I was capable of maybe doing less GMing thought process while playing, but it seems like, I don't know, I think I've always done that. It's not something that I've just started now that I try to break things down and talk about gaming theory, but I'm always just kind of thinking in that manner. I play my characters, and I like to do that, but at the same time, I'm also thinking, you know... Carl, not every time that you roll a random encounter and it ends up being a creature of some type, does that mean that the creature is coming right for you and wants to eat you? There are still a lot of other things that uh, go into the random table on BX, and it's meant that way. If every time you rolled a uh, an encounter, you got a 1 in 6, and no matter what you rolled, they automatically wanted to come and eat you, you no character would ever survive anything. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, especially when you're in the hex crawl or in the middle of the wilderness and you're trying to do something and go in a certain direction and they're trying to do something and go in a certain direction, unless they have a reason to go specifically where you are, then the chances are that isn't going to happen. So with the reaction roll table and uh, the random encounter table, this is really the various steps, the procedure to go through. I don't know what the math would be in that, uh, but it's pretty rare. So... There's just an example of some of the stuff that Carl and I talked about during his game. And that's one of the uh, valuable assets that exist when you do a game one-on-one. And it's okay because it's all the game when it's just a GM and a player. But when you have multiple players and they're not necessarily interested in those things or whatever, then you may be taking time away from them. And the older you get, the more valuable your time is. So... 
I don't know, I'm babbling there, but uh, there you go. Thanks again, Carl, for calling in. I hope you continue to do it. And, uh, yeah, the Hyperborea game was fun. Um, I don't really like playing online with seven players. I can do that a little better uh, live. Online, it's pretty difficult. You can't have the interactions in between the players on the side very easily uh, when it's online. Yeah, you could do it in the, you know, the text chat, but... I really like four or five Pribbly, but I will go with six if you have a designated caller. Anyway, thanks again for calling in, brother. Hello, Mr. Hobbs. It's Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue. First time I've been listening to your podcast, listening to about the winter blues and listening to your stuff about expectations. And uh, today's a bad day for me. I've been prepping for a new campaign for three days, and today I just couldn't face it. And you know what? I think it might be the expectations. So I guess I better drop those. I better go to the table tomorrow night with an open mind. But I just wanted to say thank you because that little tangent you went into about expectations, man. Yeah, it spoke. So thanks. All the best. There's Jay Webster from Roleplay Rescue. Thanks for calling in, Jay. Uh, I have been hearing a ton about your show. I don't believe I've listened to it yet. Uh, I've even had... One of my biggest fans tell me that your show was better than my show. <laughs> he knows who, he's, who I'm talking about. And I'm cool with that. I'm not sure uh, the value of Random Screed, honestly. But I know I love to do it, and I know some people love to listen to it. And it sounds like you uh, approach it in a very similar vein, and you seem like a great guy. And I really appreciate you listening to Random Screed, giving it a shot, and uh, taking some time to call in. I'm glad that you found a little something in there that uh, had a value to you. And as far as expectations go, yeah, man, let's just get rid of those. We should be going through life with our eyes and our mind wide open and just taking it in. It's when we decide what everything already is or have an idea what it should be that we are disappointed. So it's not easy, man. Trust me. I <laughs> I think that's the real living the dream. Ignorance is bliss and just taking it all in like a baby, like it was the first time. So, yeah, man. Thanks again for calling in. And uh, I appreciate it. And I do intend on listening to some of your shows because, as I mentioned, I've had a ton of people say it's really good. So thanks, bud. Bye. Hey, Jace. Incoming message from Spike Pit. Yes, tonight is the moment of truth for basic fantasy role-playing game. I've played it with the kids. I've read it. I've got my plans. Just got to get my game face on now. A little bit of pre-game nerves. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a good little system. I'm glad you're interested in uh, maybe giving it a go yourself. I'll be interested to hear how you go on. And I'll let you know how I get on. Rest assured. Anyways, hope you're having a good day and this message finds you well. Hey Colin, it's Jason Hobbs from Random Screed. Hey man, I was thinking we should kind of do a parallel... Um, report, game report, status, um, thoughts on the system. I'm sure you'll probably play more than I will, but maybe not. Maybe I can get a few people. But in order to do this idea, and if you like it and other people think it's interesting, um, what do you think about sending me your hex crawl and notes? 
and we'll run the same campaign with different players and a different GM, and then we can talk about the differences of uh, trunks and boots, fries and chips, all those things. I don't know why I didn't just send you a message on uh, Discord, but this is what you get. Keep up the good work. Enjoyed listening to Sonny talk about straightforward game, straightforward character. Later. Hi, Jace. Yeah, man, a collaboration sounds like a cool idea. Only snag I've got at the moment is I haven't really got a lot that I could send you to look at. I could only really refer you to the uh, the basic fantasy pre-written modules and the core book. I've started making scrawlings in them, but it doesn't amount to much. I've got a, um, a sort of a... I, t- I took notes from the first session and... I've kind of got that as an electronic document, and that's the way I'm going forward. I just send that as a text to my players. Beyond that, I will be developing some stuff. I'm I'm happy to share that as we go along, and I'm doing kind of updates on Spike Pit, sort of talking to the players, and and that's going to come along. But yeah, man, I think it's an interesting idea, and we'll we'll have to flesh something out. But uh, thanks for getting in touch, man, and catch you later. All right, so here, let's further this idea then. I thought you had mentioned that you had sprinkled the uh, different adventures around uh, a hex map, so I didn't know if you had a hex map or if maybe it looks like they have their own hex map that has the adventures sprinkled around. So that would be cool to... uh, Whatever we do is okay because basically all we're doing is starting with the rules and the products that are put out by... uh, whatever the name of the company is that does basic fantasy RPG. So that's a cool idea. Um, Why don't you try and give me a call later today when you get time? Maybe we could use uh, like a Discord voice channel. I don't know if that works on mobile, but I'd be willing to try it out. And uh, we could hash out some more thoughts or ideas. Um, Yeah, that's my idea anyway. So let me know what you think. Later. Yeah, Jay, so that map that you're talking about that's the map i'm i'm using it's the western lands it's out of morgan's fort and um there's a town on there called slate home my, my party have um, headed out of slate home they're going down towards morgan's fort and uh i'm imagining there's some kind of road or that that's my thinking on it and they've come across the uh tomb of the serpent kings currently they're in there I've got that about a day out of, uh, well, half a day's journey, which is roughly halfway between the two. And uh, the hex map is the same map in colour, and it's on the website. My intention is to actually annotate that. But the um, area south of Morgan's Fort is where I'm looking to put some of these ancient um, towers and stuff from the other products also, there's some islands dotted around. There's a larger landmass up to the the uh, north where I'm I'm sort of imagining some of the more serious monsters and larger creatures, uh, and a, a, a much more of a wild and woolly feel to that area. That's up to the north of the map. There's a place there called Ravenstone, but there's some islands dotted around there, and. Um, one of the pre-written supplements uh, is a scenario called Monkey Island. I'm looking to 
take one of those smaller islands and um, once the characters get a couple of levels under them maybe head out from Slate Home and do like a, a, a bit of a waterborne adventure is that something I'm jonesing to get onto I'll try and get, uh, get in touch with you on Discord um, I'm not sure what time you're about is this how you know when you have a problem screeters when you don't uh, speak to each other in real time but you do some kind of weird leaving messages for each other I feel like I was voxing Sean P. Kelly again uh, but I have it on here and I thought you might find it interesting about what we're trying to do and the way we're trying to do it so it's basic fantasy RPG people by Chris Gonnerman we're trying to use as many of the uh you know raw and from that particular company as possible the products and to see what kind of experience we have um colin is obviously english uh, and he is going to be running face to face with his group and his family i am uh, american and i will be running this online i have it intended to six to ten sessions maybe maybe more maybe less we'll see and I'm gathering up some people, and I have some awesome names so far, like Todd McGowan, uh, Zach Pierce, and uh, I think a couple others, but we're not sure when. Uh, hopefully the next game can be Thursday next week, and um, we'll probably skip a week because we'll be at GaryCon, and then we'll get to it after that. I'm excited. I'm really curious to see what happens. Uh, I've known about the game for a long time. I had them sitting on my shelf literally for years and uh, haven't done much with them. So expect some more information concerning those as we go forward. Always, I'll keep you posted. Okay, guys, so briefly I wanted to talk about a Kalmata game I played last night. I had two veterans, uh, Brasco and Gabriel. And uh, those guys have, between them, played a number of Kalmata sessions. They're pretty familiar with it. And I had two new players, uh, Stu and Eric. And what was really cool uh, initially with these guys is they were, uh, you know, they joined the Audio Dungeon Discord, became patrons, and then wanted to get into a game. And both of them had watched multiple sessions of Kalmata Live on my YouTube channel. And uh, somehow that is gratifying and humbling and gives you the impetus to keep doing it if it helps people and uh, it's entertaining to them and they enjoy it. Um, it's almost like living vicariously through a and d game apparently. So people do watch live stream games. People do watch live stream uh, BX tactical token games, I guess. I never really took the opportunity to ask them, you know, what they liked about it or why they did it or, you know, what value it gave to them as consumers. That's something I should probably do and then maybe adjust accordingly depending on, you know, what 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 is it? What does it do for you? Why why do you do it? So, I know I watch things occasionally, but not usually. It's not something I really do. Um so that was the first thing. The next thing is, is these were all first-level characters. Gabriel and uh, Brasco still have a couple guys that even though this is a drop-in, drop-out game that always ends in town, and people have asked me in the past, what do you do when it doesn't end in town? 
well, then you figure out something else, right? Uh, we're creative sorts. That's why we do these things. And those people are kind of like in a different starting area that no one else is at. They don't all have to be there for us to play, but that's one of the things we're working on, and everybody knows how much scheduling sucks. Uh, so anyway, they made new characters, and they seemed to enjoy them, and they went for a long exploratory mission up the coast to the north of Sindanor along Kalmada, and uh, they were in trying to find a particular ruin that uh, has been in the campaign since the beginning. It rests on a cliff face in the Plague Bay above the Sicilian Tubes. Uh, these guys don't know it's the Sicilian Tubes. They just know this ruin has been on the map for who knows how long, and they know that they get extra XP for finding new places, and uh, I award exploration, so it shouldn't be a, a surprise when that's what they do. As a game master, uh, exploratory sessions during you know live and I don't have anything prepared ahead of time are a little more difficult to do than your regular dungeon delve would be roll a couple encounters say this is what's happened uh, now you're there and everything's already done and up front uh, I really do like to do it up nicely with maps and tokens and uh, many other things such as that um, so that's why it's hard if uh, I have no idea what's going to happen or exactly what the route's going to be. But uh, I usually try to do some rolls up front. I didn't do much of that this session. And I think that some people could say that there were aspects of it that were a little slow. Um, so as a GM, what I try to do is, is I try and add as much color commentary or scene setting uh, I don't ever know what the players are going to do with a specific scene that I set up, right? But I still set up the scenes for and give them the opportunity for hijinks. Uh, if you don't have any opportunity, you aren't going to get any hijinks. And that's kind of what I like and what I'm there for. So it kind of also made me think of another topic that uh, Patches brought up today. What do you guys think about pay-for-play GMs? You're paying these GMs to run a game for you. Do you think that it uh, negatively affects the game itself? Because the player, the GM, since he's being paid and he wants you to keep on paying him, is he going to pander to the players and make it uh, shift more into a Monty Hall uh, and less uh, sticking to the rules? I don't think it has to. I think that might be some things because that's maybe what some players want. As consumers, we pay for what we want. And if we're not getting it, we stop paying for it. But I don't think everyone wants just everything to be handed to them and uh, have a story about how awesome every character they make is and there's nothing else to it. There are certainly some people that feel that way, but I don't think everybody does. So we're all a, we're a diverse group of uh, humans in uh, the human species. And I personally, I believe that it doesn't denigrate or, you know, lessen the value of the game to have GMs be paid. I mean, that's kind of like living the dream, isn't it? Do what you love, love what you do. And if you love gaming and GMing and people want to pay you, uh, more power to you. All right. So that's about it for today. 
Uh, I'd really like to hear what you guys think and what you guys have to say. You know, what do you think about uh, watching live streams? What do you think about Kamada recaps? What do you think about GMs getting paid to run games for people? I'm curious to know where you guys all weigh in on these uh, very, very interesting topics. <laughs> Anyhow, give me a call. It's better to burn out than to fade away. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need.